0: I kind of feel like I don't even need to preach because every single song was what was embedded in me this week for this church. So basically, we could probably just shoot some ideas at each other and come up with a sermon. What do you think? (laughs) Then we could do it together instead of separate. The Lord has laid upon my heart many different things for you, and it has been a challenge to figure out how to bring it to you. So I'm just going to start out with the initial, the first thing that He showed me about you. I am promised these things, <laughs> okay? And that is, God has this word for you, power. I want you to remember it through the whole time that we're together this morning. You are not powerless. You are full of the power of God. He abides in you, he releases from you, and he pours into you. You are a church of power. Can you say that with me? I am a church of power. You see, because you have this church, But then you have this church because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit of our Lord God. He dwells within us, right? Okay, so we are walking in a place of power. Okay, second thing. You ready? Do you feel the ground shaking? Do you feel it? It's like an earthquake. Do you feel that? You don't, do you? Because we're used to the physical feeling of earthquakes. But God is calling you as a church to get used to the spiritual earthquake, the shaking of the ground that He is creating for you to operate with. You see, the earth cries out, it longs for the fulfillment of the people of God and the dwelling of our heavenly God here with us. He's breaking loose things in the area. He is shaking apart the bondages and the things that have restricted so that you as a church, the ecclesia, the greater body of believers can fill in those cracks with healing power of the Lord God Almighty. Do you think you're ready for that? You didn't sound very confident. Are you ready for that? Yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. I welcome everybody that's online with us. Thank you for joining us here today and being with us. I do not know why I bother putting makeup on, because he can really undo you in worship. And and yes, give the Lord a hand for the gifting he's placed in, Pastor Mitch. It is massively important to have a team or a leader that releases the very heart of the Father each time you come together. My mom trained me that that was one way you could tell if you were in alignment, if you didn't tell them where you were going to see what would happen. All week, speak the name of Jesus with burning in my spirit. All week. The other song, now I can't think of what it's called, um, Don't tell me, yes, that's probably it. Too good to not believe. Don't tell me he can't do it. That was the other one. And I believe both of those songs are for you. That they should be an anthem in your spirit and in your heart. Believing the words that are declared. Declaring the words when you sing them as if they are written in law. Because when we release Those types of words, they return to us and they continue out because the word of God, God's word does not return void. It keeps moving and moving and moving. Not just this word, but the vocal word of God never stops. He dwells within us. Therefore, when we speak his word, when we speak his name, we are connecting in the spiritual realm with his desire, his purpose, and his will. Praise the Lord. I'd like us just to take a moment just to pray. Would you just lift up your hands? Everyone in the house,
1: please. Holy Spirit, we know you're here. You've already revealed yourself
0: in the time of song and music. You've already revealed the goodness and the glory of the Lord through the offerings and tithing. You've already revealed yourself
1: by your presence in us. We
0: welcome you, and we ask you to go deep into our spirits Shake loose anything, God. Anything that would separate us from you.
1: Heal away. Heal
0: away. Heal away falsehoods and lies we've received in our own spirit. Let us receive your truth.
1: We bring you glory. We bring you glory
0: <laughs> for you are worthy of our praise to receive honor and glory and power and dominion
1: we praise you we thank you almighty god
0: in your precious name and the church said thank you praise god i want to encourage you To know this point you are empowered to live a life of power you are empowered that means that you have it within you to release that which God is desiring to release from you Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly above and beyond everything we can ask for and imagine he didn't come to remain cause us to remain in a place of bondage. He came to bring us freedom. He came to set the captives free. He came to let us be the ones that open up the jails for the people that are lost and need to come to freedom. We know that the time approaches the return of Christ. We see it all around us. There is multiple scriptures that document exactly what we are experiencing today, this moment. So how do we as the people of God deal with these things that are being deposited in our culture around us? How do we deal with the upsets that are taking place around the world? How do we deal with people that are dying in the name of Christ? How do we deal with people who are proclaiming Christ, yet they walk a life that disclaims him? How do we do this? We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the name of Jesus and the realization that the Word of God is a double-edged sword that cuts through all of this darkness. As followers of Christ, when we make a decision to receive Christ into our life, when we lay our lives down and say, Forgive me, I declare you Savior of my life. At that moment, the Holy Spirit comes. And he is with us. But there is a time that we can have that brings us into a deeper place. As Pentecostal people, we call that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Many of us in this room today probably are walking in that place where you have received the baptism, which we tend to believe is evidenced not only by your life changing, but also by the gift of speaking in another language, a heavenly language as your prayer language. But what can happen so many times is that we achieve this. We think that this is through our own power, that we have come in and we've gotten this gift and we've unpacked it and we are able to use it. But that is a lie unto itself. It is not in our own power. There is nothing that we can do to do this gift. It comes as a gift from the Father, blessed by the Son and poured in by the Holy Spirit. It is a gift that is multiplied many times over we like to think that there's only nine gifts or that there is five and nine. But I believe that God is a multifaceted God. And because he is, he is also a multifaceted gift giver. Amen? You may walk in a gifting that is not listed here. But it's obvious that it comes from the very heavens into your life to bless you. But what, we do, what do we do with the rest of the gifts? What do we do with them? And when we receive our, our speaking in tongues, our prayer language, is there, that the furthest we go? Because after all, that's all I need to prove that I am deep in the Holy Spirit. You see, God is always looking for a people willing to grow. He's always looking for a people that are hungry for more. He's always looking for a people that will pursue him with everything within them to receive everything within him. Boy, I should say that again. I'll never remember it if I don't. Okay, what was it? Let's see. The one who pursues him for everything. Now, see, I can't even say it. Can anybody repeat it back to me? No. Were you listening? I might as well just send right now, Pastor Mitch. They're not listening. He wants us to pursue everything that he has to offer for us with everything that we have to lay down at his feet. When we do that, he is faithful and just, and he will fill us to overflowing. It's one of his promises. We need to remember that God provides all we need to walk in power. Second Peter Chapter 1, verses 2 through 11, it lists several different things, and I want to go there briefly. I'm going to reference several different scriptures, but because I happen to like scriptures, there's going to be a lot of them, so you either better move really fast with your sword or keep up with me. Okay, Second Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 3. His divine power has given us what? All things, everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. You don't have knowledge of somebody unless you know them, right? And the only way we can know him is by being in his presence, by making that choice to be at his feet, to get to know him. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. The glory, glory. He wants to pour into you more glory. By these he has given us a very great and precious promises. So that through them, the promises, you may share in the divine nature. Escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason. Everybody say this very reason. You can do it louder. There you go. They got to hear it wherever they are in the world. Make every effort. Every effort. That's a responsibility automatically put on us. Every effort. Focus. To supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his sins. Many of us have served Jesus for umpteen years. I don't want to say a million because that's really old. And some of us are brand new into this Jesus thing, right? Is there anyone brand new in the house? that You just, within the last year, gave your heart to Christ? Praise God. Welcome to the family. So glad you're here. We do not work our religion, our faith in God, we give our life in action towards him. Okay? And so when we make every effort to have this be a part of our life, that means that we're daily taking our spiritual vitamins so that our inward man is being built up is increasing in the knowledge of our Savior and our Lord, of all the things that he offers, all the promises that he's given us. You see, he tells us, one of the promises is that he will bring us into a divine power. Now, we are not God ourselves, but he dwells with us. And because he dwells with us, his power is released through us speak the name of Jesus, all the authority of that name, what it does is incredible, incredible. And we have that as a privilege to not say it in a cursing manner, but instead to say it with joy and with power and authority. He promises us true knowledge. This knowledge comes through the power of the Holy Spirit and through our interaction with him. He promises us that we will have increase in our life. Now, we always like to think, wouldn't it be wonderful if my finances increased? Anybody there with me on that one? No, I mean, there's so few of you. That's wonderful. (laughs) Usually there's a lot more than that. We want that to be where we increase. But when we increase in the things of God, the fulfillment of his promises the the power of his gifts the power of his name, of his authority the fruit of the spirit because baby you gotta walk in that if you don't walk in the fruit of the spirit and when I say the fruit of the spirit you don't divide up the fruit we tend to do that oh well I've got kindness so that's good enough I hate to break it to you, it's not it's supposed to be a fruit salad all of it mixed together and all of it dwelling within us and when we recognize that we're weak in an area that is one of the fruits then we press in we focus on allowing it to grow in our life we pursue God with that ask God I recognize I'm really weak in mercy oh dear Lord am I weak in mercy I ask you God to deliver me from being unmerciful and give me mercy can't tell that's one of my lower gifts But we have to learn to ask. We have to learn to recognize that he is the giver of good gifts. He wants to give us more. He doesn't want us to be satisfied with the little. He wants us to pursue the lot. Because he is not a God of little. He's a God of lot. He's a God of the universe, the multiverses. That's who he is. So it would stand to reason, yes, he can deal with the little, but he's got so much more. Wouldn't you want more? More inside, more around, more to give, more to release. This all comes as a process of pursuing him, to stay focused on him. Jesus is the one who gives us the power to go. Now, I do want to say, excuse me, this. As you watched the video earlier, who could tell me how many churches, home churches were started as a result of this last year? Does anybody remember what the number was? Oh, you were just so much in the glory of God, you don't remember what it said. 21 house churches were started. That's big, that's big, the Lord deserves a clap. But you wanna know what's even bigger? is that you, this church, this ecclesia, this body, Summit Worship Center, was instrumental in providing the opportunity for those 21 home churches to start because of you and your giving, because of you and sending Pastor Milt with me and my husband, because of investing in the ministry that I am leading, we have seen over 21 house churches started. You see, when people come to Christ, there has to be a place to disciple them. There has to be a place that draws them in and makes them family so that they too can grow, that they can be nurtured by fathers and mothers of the house, by siblings who sometimes you don't want to be around, by you know all of these things. You need to be in a place of discipleship when you come to Christ. Yes, the word of God brings forth life, but you need to work it out in your life with believers around you to help you grow. So it is a big thing. I applaud you. I applaud you because you are a church that believes in missions. Pastor spoke earlier about this church that had uh, the pastor had not believed in missions and had not released it. I could have sworn he was talking about the churches. We pastored two churches. Both of those churches, when we stepped into them, they, they had not paid missions for over four years. One of them was, had made promises of $11,000 to missionaries total and never paid it. We arrived, and within a month, they said, what are you going to do about it? And we're like, You tell me, I don't know. And God miraculously provided out of 36 people, $11,000. Do you know how incredible that is? Yes, all the glory to the Lord, because the Lord spoke to my husband's heart and told him what to do. Gave him the wisdom to know what to release and how to do it, to bring in. The giving for missions. And I'm telling you, those, those missionaries cried when they received the gifts. They cried. And the second church we went to, for four years, they had not given anything, anything at all to missions. And my husband and I are very big on missions. And so the first thing we started doing was focusing on bringing our church up into missions. It was $36,000 in debt they were talking about, closing the building. The two former pastors had failed morally and it had affected the testimony in the community. And we stepped into that 250 down to 15 people man, woman, and child. But God. But God. Within a short period of time, the Lord laid it on our hearts that we needed to pay that off in order to be free to move how we wanted to move, to release more money to missions, to release more into our community, to be able to operate in strength and power. Because you know, when you're under a barrier of financial strain, it Fracts it it caused fractures in your mind of what you're able to do and how you're able to do this and within 10 months when we hit the mark we we prayed about it we started something 10 months later with again like 36 people $36,000 paid off in full give the Lord a hand <laughs> that's a miracle half of the men had no jobs that's a miracle But it was because the heart of the people were stirred for missions. And they were stirred to see God move. They wanted revival. They wanted change. And I challenge you with this. We are always praying for the next great revival. Do you pray that way? We want it, don't we? Do you want it? I want it.
1: But what if it's already happening?
0: What if it's already started? But because our eyes are focused on struggles and America and the culture war, finances, jobs, family, that we don't realize he's
1: already moving.
0: He's already moving. He's moving in the world right now. He is bringing thousands upon thousands upon thousands to Christ in areas where there would maybe be eight in three years that would come to Christ. Now thousands upon thousands, churches are raising up in areas where nobody would ever consider that it would happen. Is God good? Does his heart long for the people to be returned to him? Yes, he does. Does he long for a church that is willing to pay the price to make it happen, to bring it about, to partner with the Spirit? He is. But what it takes is for us to change not only our verbiage, how we declare, what we're saying. No more say, oh, one day. I'm just praying into that next revival when it's going to happen. Oh, I'm looking for it to happen. I challenge you to start saying, God is moving and I'm a part of it. And I'm going to do everything I can within the power he gives me to walk as if I am right now in the middle of revival. Because when you change the way you look and the way you speak, Then you walk in alignment with heaven on a whole nother level. A whole nother level. And that means you're operating in alignment with the heart of God. And because you are, he says, when you pray, my will, my will happens. His will is that none should perish. That all should come to repentance. And you have the ability to help that be fulfilled. Here. Here. And there. Glory to God. He is good and his mercies endure forever. There is nothing that can stand in his presence. And even in the Muslim nations, as I've said in the past when I was here, I believe, I I told you that they're having dreams. They're having visions of Jesus. Nobody to tell them of him. But yet, he orchestrates the moment of Hello, my name's Jesus. I really want to tell you what I can do in your life. And he's just looking for them to reach the door, pull on the handle, and open to him. And then he enters in. Your prayers, your attitude, your words, the way you see things and what's happening around you, all compile into this. You become a part of a revival. Right now, one of the biggest churches exists in a land, a Christian church exists in a land that I would love to say, but because we're online, I can't. It would blow your mind that that's where it is. You'd never guess it. Yet God, but God, His power is greater. His power is mightier. His power resides in us. His power is released from us. His power moves in spite of us. Because you have to admit, sometimes we get in the way, don't we? Jesus gave us the power to go. He gave us that power when he told the disciples, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Wait there, wait there, wait there. They obeyed him, and as a result, they received, as we know, Acts 1-8. It tells us you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, not just in you from salvation, but upon you. That Spirit will come and clothe you and endue you with power from on high, and that is what will help you battle the culture in a right way to move things aside so jesus can be seen we know that people today are far from christ just like i said in the video one in six people have heard the gospel to me that's mind-boggling because we're saturated we're used to it we see it we take granted the gospel of jesus christ But you know what? The other thing for you to recognize is you are revival. You are the very epitome of the revival. Why? Because you were once dead and you came alive. So if you are walking as the example of a revival occurring, then everywhere you go there will be revival around you because you will live it, you will talk it, you will be it because he is in you. It's a powerful thing to know God has given you everything you need through his glory, through the name of Jesus, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. You do not need to be powerless. Many of you are walking right now in a time period in your life where you feel like you really have no success, you really have no Thing to brag about which is good probably and you don't have anything to testify about just the fact that you are living for him is a testimony but let's bump it up don't be satisfied I have a 70 plus year old woman who is working on a children's program for me to put on TV do you think she would have ever imagined she'd be on TV no I never imagined I would be 70 years old. So tell me, is she too old to be doing something for the kingdom of God? No, she's not. In fact, she's probably in the ripest time of her life to bring forth new things in the kingdom of God. But because our mentality of our culture tells us that we should slice and dice everything once we come to retirement age, then sometimes we do. And with it goes the power that we walk in. You can't do that. All the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to you for the benefit of all. We tend to think and put that into a position of
1: the church. But what does the word all mean? Does it mean just the church? No. All. All.
0: All. All people have a right to know Jesus. All people have a right to experience the power that resides in you to be impressed in them, influence their walk. There is something that I'm going to close with right now, and I'd like you to consider the things we've talked about and consider the songs since, like I said, they pretty much preach what I was going to preach. A while back, back in 2021, I was visiting with a friend of mine who was frustrated with the things that were happening tied, of course, to our presidential race, the prophecies that were released and all this thing. And it felt like his focus was getting way off. And so I thought, I'm just going to pull it back in. So I reined it back in and I started speaking to him about the the power of God to stabilize our life. The power of God to equip us. And as I did, I spoke something. And as soon as I did, it was like, that's a God word. That is a God word. And so I rolled with it. And as I did, the Lord brought a vision back to me. I want to share that vision with you when we had pastored our second church um, back in the early 90s we were praying and so hungry for revival I wanted to see revival hit and I wanted it to change us to change our church to change our community to change everything right and it wasn't happening in the manner by which I determined it should anybody else there with me on that yeah Um, and one night I had it it was a vision it wasn't a dream it was a vision and I was standing in the back of the church and next to me was Jesus and in front of me everybody was going full bored in worship proclaiming Christ, praying for people, healing was happening over here, speaking in tongues and interpretation, prophetic words, gifts of knowledge, you know, people being broken free from bondage. I mean, the whole place was erupting in the presence of God. And I go, hey, Jesus, look at that. Isn't that awesome? It's like it's finally happening. Look, everybody is just really, Really releasing who you are in our lives. And we're in revival. And he looked at me with the saddest eyes that it stopped me for a second. And he said, No. And um, anybody else? A what? What do you mean, no? And he started pointing out people in the congregation. And he says, That person's not of me. That spirit's not of me. That person is not me. And I was perplexed because everything I knew was they were manifesting the presence of God. They were revealing Him. And I go, Jesus, how can that be? And He says, It's a wrong spirit. There's a spirit of flesh in the house and there's an ungodly spirit. And I go, How are we supposed to know the difference? And He turned and looked at me. He says, In these last days, if you don't have the discernment of the Holy Spirit, you will not know. And I woke up. The words the Lord spoke to me in 2021, almost 11 years later, or more than that, almost 20 years later, was in these last days, unless my people walk in the discerning of spirits, in the gift of discernment, and the gift of wisdom, they will be shifted away from me because they will not know when a lion spirit is operating. They will not know because their wisdom has come from man and not from me. Their discernment has come from intuition, by reading somebody and their actions, not by me supernaturally. My people have to operate in the discernment and wisdom of heaven. So, when I have a chance, I tell people this because I believe we have the ability to ask. We have the ability to say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill me with discernment, fill me with wisdom. You don't have to just be satisfied with one gift. God loves to release more to you. He loves it when you ask Him.
1: Ask. Ask.
0: You don't need us. You need Jesus. You don't need us. You need the Holy Spirit. You don't need us. You need the presence of God. And when you align your heart and your spirit in that capacity, you receive.
1: Ask, knock, search, receive. Pray, focus on Him, believe, receive. But then do something with it.
0: Do something with it. Don't let it be a piece of cloth attached to your spiritual body. Utilize walk in it I just want to share quickly one thing and then we'll go ahead and move on when we were pastoring in in this first place that we pastored there was a man and woman that came into our congregation and they were wonderful, everybody loved them and it was a breath of fresh air for us because we were tired from doing a lot of the work ourselves in order to get the church back to the place it needed to be and they offered to be leaders oh They had the information, they had the words, they had the knowledge, they had everything that you could possibly want to help. And we were having a time of fellowship at our house with everybody in the church because we could all fit in my house. And I'm just sitting there just watching everybody and just they're all listening to this gentleman and I'm thinking, oh Lord, this is going to be a relief. And all of a sudden I felt this thing rise up in me and i hear liar 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 and and my body just was like you know when something grosses you out really bad it was just curling inside of me and i'm thinking what is this and the man kept talking liar 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 and i realized he had a lying spirit that he was holding on to a big huge lie So I talked with my husband about it, and long story short, the man did not get into positions. It was a short time later. They were gone. They disappeared. We found out like three to four years later, he had killed his first wife and succeeded in making it look like a suicide. And he figured he was forgiven, so all he had to do was just keep going. But in the midst of this, he was always reminding his next wife, just remember, I succeeded the first time. Do you know what would have happened? If we had not walked in discernment and then the wisdom to know what not or what to do, how that would have destroyed. Two months later, a similar thing happened with another couple, except this man was making dirty phone calls to children. The FBI had been tracking him for three different states. And within two weeks of us saying no, he was arrested. God wants us to walk in His power, to make it second skin or first skin, to make it so natural that we immediately respond, not out of judging somebody or because the way they seem, but literally coming from heaven and confirming it that it's with His character to pursue this. And God has the ability for you. I would like to ask our. Uh, Prayer people to come forward, our prayer team to stagger around. Because I want you, please, press in. Come forward. If you feel like this is something that you really want the Lord to release in your life, go to a team member that is a prayer warrior. Let us pray with you as we go into the song that we have chosen for this. I know this is kind of sudden, But, people, don't stay in your seats. Pursue Him. Let it be an expression physically that you want more. That you want more.
1: Would you bow your heads for a moment, please? Holy Spirit,
0: I know that these are words that you had for this church. I know it. I pray right now you speak to each heart, each spirit. Draw them into you. Help them to press past inhibitions. Help them to press past the thought process that somebody else might think differently of them. Would you stand, please? Holy Spirit, come. We press into your name, Jesus. We ask you to make us new. We ask you to fill us to overflowing. That there be no doubt in our mind and in our heart that you are empowering us to live a life worthy of your calling. You are empowering us to be a part of the miracles. A part of the freedom brought to people that are tied in chains of alcohol and drugs and sex lives that you are gifting us to minister to the homelessness, to to the people in in families that are broken. Father, there is a never-ending place that your power needs to reside in the moment. So we surrender to you and ask, fill us, fill us, fill us to overflowing that you be known, that people would understand just say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus.
1: joining us today we look forward to connecting with you next time and don't forget you can support us by giving through the church center app or by going online at summitwc.com give